Welcome to Troubleshooting Innovation, a commercial baking podcast sponsored by JLS Automation, a leader in hygienic primary and secondary robotic packaging solutions for the bakery industry. I'm your host, Joni Spencer, Editor-in-Chief for Commercial Baking, and I'm spending this season with New Haven, Connecticut-based Chabasso Bakery, a B Corp certified commercial artisan bakery. And we are visiting with various members of the team to explore their journey of becoming a certified B Corporation and how this bakery is using its business as a force for good. In our final episode, I'm talking with Reed Immer, Chabasso's Director of Sales and Marketing, about some of the secondary benefits that come with achieving B Corp certification. Hi, Reed. Thanks for joining me this week. Hey, thanks for having me. So I know you had a huge role in achieving this certification. So you know better than anybody what the primary and secondary benefits are of being a B Corp. But the first thing I want to do is sort of revisit that definition that I brought up in the very first episode. So a B Corp is a for-profit business that has met the highest standards of verified social and environmental performance, public transparency, and legal accountability to balance profit and purpose. And then I also want to revisit a question I asked in the second episode, and that question is why? Now, you don't wake up one day and decide to become a B Corp, and you certainly cannot do this for self-serving reasons. And that's the why question that I want to start this conversation with, Reed. Why can't you become a B Corp for self-serving reasons? Well, I think if you're just trying to use this certification as a way to increase the profitability or sales of the company, you know, this might not be the, the shortest route to achieve that if you're willing to sacrifice other morals likely. Right. But I think for us, it was, as we've touched on in previous episodes, kind of in the DNA of what the company's been up to throughout our whole trajectory. Uh, a lot of these community-based projects, a lot of that from us is kind of our founder, Charles Nagaro, wanting to build a business that reflects some of these values. I think we found that um, when we discovered what the B Corp certification was all about, it already aligned with a lot of the stuff we were up to. And we saw it as a way to take us to a higher level on this path that we were already very, very interested in going down. One thing I would say, though, is you know, even though you can't do it for exclusively self-serving reasons, I think we've found fortune when you can kind of align all these points together, almost in a, uh, one of the phrases is a enlightened self-interest in terms of, you know, you're still trying to do this good for the world, but doing that still, you know, selfishly brings you some benefits. So I feel like we, we've realized that a lot of these community projects we were already doing, if we could find a way to kind of align them with the other operations of the company and kind of how we we're communicating ourselves as this leader in our region of the Northeast of, of food companies that are really trying to do good for the world, there were kind of a lot of benefits in terms of differentiating ourselves in the marketplace, in terms of people starting to see us for being more than just a bread brand. Right. So I think that that's the big challenge is how can all this good stuff you're doing for the world not just be kind of a side flourish on the side of the company, but also really work into your operations and kind of what your core capabilities are. We've been learning more and more how to kind of align and synergize all these aspects. And and because it already aligned with the DNA of the company, it just made a lot of sense for us to take this on and make that commitment. Yeah. I'm going to make a reference and I, I hope that it doesn't flop. 
I'm a Gen Xer, and so I was really into the show Friends. Mm-hmm. And there was an episode where Joey Tribbiani claimed that there's no such thing as a good deed that doesn't serve the person doing the deed. And Phoebe, right. <laughs> and so Phoebe spent the whole episode just trying, trying fruitlessly to do a good deed that didn't have some benefit that came back to her. Yep. I think that's kind of where we are with this, that you can't do it for selfish reasons, but you can't not have good come back to you in some way, shape or form. Exactly. Yeah. And I think the more that it aligns with the other aspects of how people understand what your company is about, there's certain things you can be doing that kind of align with the B Corp good thing that don't necessarily gel really nicely with your current identity. But then there are certain things like we found with, you know, we started to support emerging food entrepreneurs um, and really focus on our our hiring practices and environmental footprint. A lot of that stuff really kind of complemented the existing idea that folks already had about Chibasso and built upon that. So I think it's it's figuring out kind of from this this large framework of B Corp metrics and goals, kind of what are the handful of them that really make sense for your organization um, and the ones that if you can adopt as strategic projects, bring a lot of great stuff into the world, but also, like you said, come back to help your own organization's needs and financial health and all that other stuff. Yeah. Okay. So one thing that I'm assuming kind of came back to you as an immediate payoff was the moment when you got the news that you had achieved your certification. And you guys, I mean, you hit the mark. You needed a score of 80 and you got an 85.4. So can you tell me sort of how did you get that news? And then what was the reaction from you who sort of spearheaded this entire thing with Charlie and also throughout the company? Well, personally, it was a, it was a major sigh of relief um, in terms of us being a small company and it taking you know, the better part of two years to get this done. I think just for me, it was, it was a bit of a weight off my shoulders in terms of weekly duties. But of course, receiving the certification just opens up all these other uh, tough but great projects for us coming up in 2023. So short-lived sigh of relief. But, you know, after we submitted our impact assessment for B Corp, it kind of then moves to a deeper verification stage with the B Lab team. And they, you know, they really comb through all the answers request some updated documentation here and there, a few other just calls and video calls to really dive deep into some of our answers and make sure they understood where we were coming from. Um, so we got kind of the heads up that, hey, you, you guys, it looks like you're going to make it. We'll, we'll, we'll let you know in a week or two if you're there. And then that email came through from B-Lab just a few months ago for us. And that was just, it felt so awesome. Um, and I think, you know, some of the folks, a portion of the Chibasa team especially those who had been around for the past few years kind of and were there for our previous iterations of, of B Corp attempts, they, they really understood what this is about, how much work we'd put into it. And I think for them, it was an awesome little internal celebration as well. But then the other side of things, there's still a lot of folks who work at Jibasa who didn't really have a ton of knowledge into what this whole B Corp thing is about. And after we received the certification, I mean, B Corp has a lot of resources in terms of, okay, now what? What do you do? And one of, one of the biggest things that they recommend prioritizing and that they have a ton of these resources to help you do is communicating this internally and helping all the people in the organization understand what is this? Why is this important? How is this going to help us further down our path? So we've done some of those internal communications. Charlie, our CEO, has sent out 
um, some blurbs, and we're working to clarify how this translates into the day-to-day operations of everybody. But that's still a big challenge that we're working on. Because it's, it's not just you send one email internally and everybody completely gets it. Right. I think it, it's a continuous conversation, figuring out through your different internal communication channels and external to help educate why this is important, how this will play into kind of your role as an individual, why this is helping to steer the bulky ship that is a manufacturing organization in the direction we're trying to go. So again, like I said, it, it was a great feeling of relief after we got it, but it just kind of opens us up to a, a whole new set of challenges and projects, um, but that were ones that we're very, very excited to be chewing into in 2023. Yeah, yeah. And you know, you mentioned that B-Lab kind of communicates, okay, so now what? I mean, you're part of a global network now that's almost 3,000 companies strong, and they're all focused on balancing profit and purpose. So from your perspective and your role, what's it like having access to some of the world's most ethically focused businesses? And how does it change your view now that you're sort of in that upper echelon? How does it change your view of what it means to be a purpose-driven company? Yeah, I think one of the benefits off the bat was we got access to these online forums, um, this whole directory of other B Corps. um, And there's a lot of honest collaborative conversations that are happening in these forums of kind of other companies, not just food, all industries of really mission driven, but also looking for assistance and insights from other organizations of, hey, this is what we're trying to do. How have you guys approached it? What worked for you in this scenario, given limited resources and all that? So I think being able to connect with other folks that are on a similar wavelength as us, even if they're not making bread, even if they're not making food, is just an amazing resource. And initially, there's a lot of content on there. So I've just been kind of reading through, lurking a little bit, trying to learn. But I'm really excited to be diving into more of those conversations, uh, more in depth with these folks. And I know there also is a large, well-regarded annual meetup of all these B Corp organizations in the country. I think it, it happened in Philly a few weeks ago. So we had just gotten this and there's all this other stuff happening. So we, we decided to postpone attending that. But we're really looking forward to some of these in-person events as well learning from other organizations and how we can kind of apply that to our own scenario. Even though it's a it's a fraction of all the organizations out there that are B Corps, but it's still reached a critical mass. There's a lot of good stuff, good resources that are currently existing um, that we can take on and folks that we can reach out to for assistance. So we're, we're really looking forward to all of that. You know, that's one thing I think we could, as an industry, stand to do a little bit more of is looking outside of our own industry for best practices in many areas. So I think it's really cool that you have access to this network to really look at best practices that you can apply to your manufacturing practices. And Rich and I talked about that in the previous episodes about how you look at your best practices on the plant floor and even how it changes the view of what you expect from your supplier network. So I think it's awesome that you're able to sort of expand your view of what your resources are and what you can apply to your business. Absolutely. And I think also like you had mentioned in an early episode of the currently existing B Corp bakeries that are out there. I mean, of course, we are really excited to be increasing our relationship with those folks, figure out kind of within those scenarios, how they've been working together. So we'd we love to put in some of that work to to help gather that community more and more. Like we said, we'd love to have more and more bakeries in the industry um, hop on the similar path. 
any other B Corp bakeries out there, please feel free to reach out to us and we'd love to make something happen. Yeah, that would be awesome. I think I can even probably make a couple introductions for you. Oh, great. Okay. So another thing I want to talk about as far as the benefits to being a B Corp is the workforce. And this is a topic that has really permeated through almost every episode. We have addressed Chabasso's workforce in one way or another. And Charlie, of course, really emphasizes the importance of the people in this company. So what does the future of Chabasso's workforce look like as a B Corp? Yeah. So like I'd mentioned with the B Corp resources, another one that's within kind of that B Corp network is a a, a job posting platform. So we're definitely going to be working to take advantage of that as another way to get at our openings to a batch of folks that are well aligned with Chibasso. Another thing that we've always been very, very interested in is, I mean, being in New Haven, Connecticut, it's a big college town. Obviously there's Yale, but there's a handful of other universities, state colleges and, and private universities. And you know, one of the big challenges with our region is it's there's a lot of folks that come in for a few years to finish their studies, and then they skip town to go to Boston or New York to kind of be closer to places where they think they can be building their careers. So we would love to be building more and more awareness of, hey, if you're trying to kind of work for a business that's mission-driven, you don't have to go north or south. You can stay right here. There's really cool stuff happening here. So we'd love for more and more uh, young graduates of these universities to see Chubasso and ideally other like-minded businesses in our area as as worthy of their first steps into their career and hopefully uh, their further steps into their career after that. Another thing we're trying to think through, I mean, my initial hunch is that the B Corp aspect of the employer brand probably resonates a little bit more with kind of the office folks than the production floor folks. I would love to be proven wrong on that. And I think that's one of our challenges is exploring to what level that currently resonates with some of the folks that we're trying to hire um, on the production manufacturing side of things. Um, and again, how we can be throughout all these different department contexts, how can we be boiling down this kind of abstract thing that is B Corp into something that really makes sense and makes them feel good about what their responsibilities are and how that contributes to this larger mission that the organization is up to. So, you know, increasing our access to some of these job posting platforms, hopefully retaining more talent coming about out of the universities in our region, and then exploring how how we translate this onto the manufacturing side of things and how it can, you know, make sense, be simple and contribute to the overall quality of things. Yeah. And that does make a lot of sense what you're saying that the actual jobs on the plant floor, they're not really they don't always think about how is what I'm doing becoming something meaningful for the world. Not that they don't care. It just doesn't get communicated all the time down to that level on the plant floor. So I think it's not necessarily having the B Corp certification, but being able to communicate what that means and how it can directly apply to a person who is standing on the line in maybe a second shift. Exactly. Yeah. And like you said, it's not that they can't understand that at all. A lot of these folks are really, really, really bright. Um, but it's it's like the challenge on the leadership of the organization and the folks that are really connected to the B Corp certification, including myself and Charlie of, yeah, how do we how do we translate this? How does it make sense? That will be a, a longer term challenge that we're hoping to make progress on. Yeah. 
And I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like it's an opportunity to really enhance the sense of pride that comes with working at Chabasso in any capacity, whether it's on the line or in an office. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It feels good to be working on something that's high quality and that you believe in. And, you know, whether you're behind a computer or behind a, a large mixer, that doesn't really change. So, you know, maybe some of the vocab and the messaging does, but everybody still wants to be proud in what they're putting their hours into. And, and we hope this kind of factors into that. Troubleshooting Innovation is brought to you by JLS Automation, a leader in automated bakery packaging solutions. Simple and easy to use primary loading systems, cartoners, and case packers. Fill labor gaps while keeping your bakery products safe. Compatible with various sustainable packaging materials and formats. Gentle product handling from raw dough to fragile pastries and all the way to sandwich assembly. Enhance worker safety while reducing waste. When performance of your bakery line matters, JLS provides innovative solutions that help make your business a force for good. Learn more at jlsautomation.com. Okay, so I want to circle back to something that you mentioned, uh, something that we talked about in a previous episode, and that is the CT Food Launchpad. So how will your B Corp certification benefit the work that you're doing through the CT Food Launchpad? And then on top of that, how does being a B Corp help you benefit other companies and brands in your community? Yeah, absolutely. So the just as a quick intro, the CT Food Launchpad, that's a, a side program that we started at Chibasso and our sister business Atticus to be helping these emerging food brands in our region basically graduate from the farmer's market to the grocery aisle and navigate all the conversations and pricing strategy and all that stuff that is necessary to kind of succeed in a retail environment like that. And something we're really excited about, and this is a longer term vision, um, but kind of how Chibasso has been engaging to help these emerging food brands, we don't think that's something that only a company like Chibasso could do. And we think there's a lot of mission-driven, you know, mid-sized food manufacturers similar to us that have really strong relationships in their region that are used to kind of navigating all of this and that could be of tremendous value to other emerging food brands in their region if they're able to communicate some of those learnings, some of those insights. So we would love to be working with other Chabasso-like brands. Again, maybe they're not bakeries. Maybe they make cheese. Maybe they make some beverages. But manufacturers that are interested in playing a closer role in economic development in their region, in uplifting emerging brands, especially those led by folks from underserved groups. So we think kind of this B Corp thing, partly by giving us access to this network of B Corps across the country, we think there's potential to be almost boiling down what we've done at CT Food Launchpad into a, a toolkit that makes it easier for other mid-sized manufacturers to kind of play a similar role in their own environments. And I think that that's, that's longer term, but I think that's something that would be really, really cool that we're excited about. Other ways that specifically helps CT Food Launchpad, I think it all kind of gels together in terms of building more and more trust of, okay, the folks that are behind the CT Food Launchpad program, you know, they're an established manufacturer They've already received these rigorous third-party certifications from B Corp showing that they are walking the talk and are caring about all these things. And so I think it 
one thing, it just builds up our credibility from policymakers, from potential partners, from media, that this is all part of like a very strong, credible system. And we hope that it greases the wheels for us to be doing bigger and better events and collaborations in this whole food entrepreneurship scene around us. <laughs> Long-winded answer to what you asked, but CT Food Launchpad is still so relatively early in its trajectory that we're, you know, we're, we know there's a lot of potential in kind of this general space we're swimming in. And we know food entrepreneurship and economic development and the values that B Corp are aligned with. A lot of times, you know, these are all very complementary aspects. And we think that by combining these parts together, it can help to make the program overall more credible and can open up partnerships with other folks, like-minded organizations and partners that can help us continue down this path. Um, I love that long-winded answer. I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's. I'm just listening to you and I'm soaking it all in and I'm like, God, I mean, there, there's so much potential for this to be something really huge. Did you and Charlie realize that when you started CT Food Launchpad or was it just more of an immediate, hey, we really we really want to help these little emerging brands. We just, we want to help them out. Did you know that it had this kind of potential? We didn't know it at first. I think we've been realizing it more and more. And a part of it is that's how Charlie and I got to know each other is because we were working for two different food organizations in town. I mean, he was still with Chibasso Naticus. I was with a new fast casual concept that had come out of the Yale Entrepreneurial Institute. You know, we were both very involved in this kind of local food scene of pop-up events featuring local chefs or little markets featuring emerging food products. And it was just something that was so fun to us. And that's kind of how we got to know each other, that we've held on to that desire stubbornly to be participating in that local food scene, just because it's been so fun to us. And I think as we've kept doing that just for the sake of, because um, we like it being part of our days, we've started to realize more and more and more how that complements the capabilities of Chibasso how that can kind of complement our networks um, and both, again, like this, this enlightened self-interest thing we touched on earlier in terms of, you know, helping these emerging brands kind of build themselves up, but also, of course, to be differentiating Chibasso in the eyes of some of our customers and partners, um, just as B Corp has in terms of, oh, uh, this is a brand that really cares about our region. This is somebody that we can turn to, even if we're not trying to figure out our problem with bread procurement but another category as well. And, and we trust that kind of they know what's bubbling up, the quality stuff that's bubbling up from the, the local scene that has the potential to really make a difference at a larger scale. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that kind of triggers my next question, which is sort of an oversimplified way of asking about what you're talking about. But before I get to that, I have to tell you that in hearing you talk about how you and Charlie sort of came together and and how your professional relationship and dare I say friendship has yep. grown. Yep. I was just had the biggest smile on my face because it really reminded me of back in 2019 when I got to sit with Charlie's dad, Charles Sr. and have lunch with him at Atticus. And he told me the story of how Chibasso came to be and how he fell in love with the bread making and the bakers that he developed those relationships with. Mm -hmm. It sounds, a, your relationship with Charlie sounds a lot like what Charles described to me. And I think that is something so special and something that this industry 
really needs for survival to have these tight relationships and that stubbornness that you talked about, because that's how we're going to pass all of this knowledge and this passion on from generation to generation to generation. So I just had to say that, that I think that that's really cool. Totally. Yeah. No, I mean, it's a, it takes a lot of work to do anything. So you might as well have it be something that you care about and is really fun and I think to us, it's we can if we can work that in and have it be something we enjoy doing day in day out, then it just increases the likelihood of us staying committed and putting in a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I want to go back to the concept of the enlightened self interest. One thing, just as you were were talking about with what this means for the Chabasso brand, this question really comes down to people can't do it for this reason, but it is a second benefit. And that is the sort of marketing benefit. What does B Corp certification do for your brand? I mean, that's boiling it down into the simplest of terms. What does having that unmistakable B logo on your package say about the food that's inside of it? Yeah. So I think there's still a lot of learning to do of how that translates at like the individual shopper consumer level. I mean, we know there's a an increasing number of shoppers out there that really, really care about that. And they are also the ones who are most vocal and most you know, likely to be strong promoters of our brand. So we, we know there's a lot of value there. It's kind of hard to quantify that at this moment in terms of the tools we have and how scrappy and tiny we are. There definitely is a lot more awareness on the wholesale purchasing side of things. And you know, obviously, those are the folks we work with in terms of helping to get our products into stores and build our business. And there's a ton of interest kind of at the top executive level at a lot of these grocers and organizations we work with to to be in, you know, furthering their sustainability goals for their own kind of retailer brands to be chipping away at being seen as a better for the world brand for their shoppers, which also often is is one of the ways they are able to justify, you know, a premium in their stores and not have it be seen as just a, a commodity experience. The past few years, we've seen a lot of shifting of major grocers setting these kind of top-level sustainability goals, whether it's for diversity of ownership or environmental footprint of products or local sourcing. And you know, having us achieve the B Corp certification, just kind of a lot of the stuff that's required to get that, you you end up furthering your environmental score, your, you know, caring about your workers' score just in that same process. But then also there's a lot of interest of, are you a certified B Corp? We're seeing that more and more in these um, supplier surveys that we see coming out annually from our customers. So it's kind of even just in the the short-term conversations we've been having over the past few weeks with our customers, it's a very easy way to communicate kind of what in the past was a million different messy projects that Shabas was doing that were good, but kind of weren't weren't super, super bite-sized and snackable in terms of being able to communicate to some of our customers. The B Corp thing is just kind of a shortcut to get all of that stuff communicated very simply to our wholesale customers and for them to kind of communicate it internally. Uh, so already we're seeing a, a big shift in kind of the tone of the conversations we're having with folks and them starting to see us as more than just a, a provider of commodity artisan breads. Mm-hmm. And then for like new product opportunities, you know, whether it's the in the Chibasa brand or we do a lot of stuff in respective own brands for grocers, that's also a big, big concern that they want to be able to communicate in their annual sustainability reports. Or, you know, a lot of them have already set these goals that by 
23rd, we want to shift more to suppliers that have third-party certifications like this who are based in our region. This is the trend that's happening. And we see it. It's better to get ahead of that and reap some of those benefits as being seen as a, a relative leader in our space than having to catch up because everybody's kind of going to be ending up there anyway if you're trying to be seen as a, a specialty premium brand. Yep. Those specialty premium items are usually the first to come with an expectation of, I mean, better for you means better for everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and okay, so you, you sparked this thought. Your customer demands, the retailer demands, they come from the consumer demands because obviously they're trying to meet what their customers are asking for. And so consumers are always sort of driving everything. And so they're driving these sustainability related expectations. But it almost feels like what you're saying is that actual certifications like B Corp, that feels like it's more recognizable on a B2B level than on a consumer level, that it might have more meaning for your customers right now than it does from the consumer side, because consumers are just more like overarching. Right. That, that's kind of been our, our latest thinking. And, and again, we're, we're scrappy and busy. And so we're, we rely on hunches maybe a little <laughs> too much now and then. But so I think like the actual B Corp logo and program, that seems specifically to have more awareness within the B2B, uh-huh. um, but then kind of all the stuff that's required for you to become a B Corp, basically making progress on any of those is in itself uh, a story that your shoppers, consumers are interested in hearing about in terms of, you know, one of our big things that helped us get over the line for being able to receive the B Corp certification in terms of the minimum points was our program of partnering with resettlement agencies to hire displaced peoples and refugees from Afghanistan. And even though our shoppers don't know everything about B Corp, kind of that initiative we did that helped us get those points, that in itself was a really strong story that local media outlets, that our our community was really, really interested in hearing and, and sharing. So even if it's not the B Corp specific logo, all the stuff that contributes to it is still all of very much interest to you know your everyday shopper. Yeah, that totally makes sense. That totally makes sense. Okay, Reed, I have one last question for you to close out this conversation and close out these five weeks that I have enjoyed so much spending time with the team at Chabasso. So I'm going to sort of bring it full circle again. It was the first question today, and it was one of the first questions that I asked, and it's why. We've talked about why Chabasso sought to become a B Corp, but now I kind of have you captive here and you get to speak to the baking industry, why should any company, but specifically baking companies in our industry, seek to have that be on their package and in their logo? Right. Yeah. Tough question. I mean, like we've touched on, there's there's these benefits in terms of differentiating yourself in the marketplace that just naturally come from pursuing this. I think also, though, in terms of us realizing this was already part of our DNA and a way to kind of formalize and amplify that. I think figuring out kind of the value of these more rigorous third-party certifications to help help you work in some of these aspirations into your day-to-day operations and then also make it easier to communicate, that's of benefit to the industry so much. And you know, whether it's specifically the B Corp thing, whether it's a different third-party certification, I think just that practice of 
okay, what do we really stand for? What are we trying to do? Um, and then seeing the value of a third-party external certification to increase your credibility in terms of your commitment to that. It doesn't have to be B Corp. There's some other stuff out there that kind of, you know, maybe goes in a slightly different direction, but is a similar way of increasing your credibility and communicating that. I think that process is is very, very valuable to kind of helping organizations really double down on what they're trying to do and establish measurable goals for that. I mean, in terms of the B Corp thing specifically, you know, there's more and more interest from shoppers on, like we'd said, better for you, good for the world foods. And, you know, it, it seems like a lot of these other categories, like, you know, healthy snacks and other food items are usually a little ahead of the curve in terms of jumping on those. Bakery, I said in a previous episode, it's a, it's a little old school, which is great. But, but that also kind of, I think, is the opportunity for bakeries to be still seen as kind of that leading part of the industry, you know, because overall, there's this interest in good for the world food. And because the bakery is a little bit behind in that, you know, we'd said that on the B Corp directory, there's only like 30-ish total certified companies in the industry. That's a big opportunity to be seen as the leader of your respective pack in your category, um, but still kind of in line with the certification and values that is more and more every single day proving itself to be resonating with um, individual shoppers um, and, and contribute to kind of differentiating your company in the marketplace, but also energizing your team and helping them to understand what the heck are we doing and why are we doing this? Yeah, that I think is a wonderful and meaningful and very, very important call to action for our industry. So thank you for that. It's a great note to close on. Oh, awesome. I did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Reed, thank you so much, not only to you, but also to Rich and to Charlie for spending these five weeks with me and just taking me and our listeners on this journey with you into understanding what it means to be a B Corp certified baking company. This has been incredible and I think it's just really good education for our industry. So thank you so much to all of you for taking time and sharing your story. Oh my God. Thank you guys so much for having us. I mean, we love sharing our story. Like we said, it's, it feels like to us, we're just getting started, um, even though we've been around for a little bit, but it's, it's a really exciting new chapter in the company. And like I'd said, you know, we're, we're always happy to be sharing our both learnings and struggles and stumbles so we're happy to continue the conversation with any folks that, that are interested. So thank you so much for having us. I can't wait to see what's next for Chibasso. Thank you for listening to the Troubleshooting Innovation Podcast. And a special thank you to our sponsor, JLS Automation. For more information on JLS and its hygienic robotic bakery packaging solutions, visit jlsautomation.com.